Hi everyone, it's Ruben here. Last week I came forward online and in the paper about my sexual assault from 2019. Last week the man and former colleague from Cricket Australia who assaulted me was found guilty. The amount of support I've received since then has been absolutely phenomenal and I just wanted to say how thankful I am to everyone who's reached out, to everyone at our Melbourne meetup on Friday night who gave me a hug or told me how sorry they were to hear what had happened. Um, I just want to let you know I'm doing really well right now. It's been four long years, but I've had a lot of support and a lot of therapy. And now that justice has been served, I feel like a weight has been lifted and I can finally move on with my life. I wanted to speak today about why I'm going public about my sexual assault. And I feel a bit funny sharing this because I am one of the lucky ones. I truly believe it's up to each individual to do what's right for them. And sharing my story feels right for me. There are so many survivors who suffer through a brutal system that is re-traumatizing for no result. The odds are stacked against us. But if victims are silenced, then perpetrators are enabled. And so I'm speaking up for those who have been made to think that nothing will ever be done. I think this case is proof that justice can exist, that support can exist, and closure can exist. And I just want to let those other survivors out there know that I believe you. When I woke up on that Saturday mid-morning after my assault in March 2019, I was afraid, I was shocked, I had no idea what to do. But I knew I'd been subjected to something terrible. I don't know where it came from, but the story of a woman who had been raped popped into my head. Her trauma was so crippling that she didn't tell anyone for 15 years until I got until it got the better of her. I didn't know what bottling up my assault would do to me and I didn't want to find out. So through many tears, I told my friends at a cafe that morning and then alerted my employer, Cricket Australia. When I returned to work first thing on Monday, I did a lap of the MCG, MCG in more tears with the head of HR and she explained my options and assisted me to go to the police and begin to seek justice. Reporting the case was incredibly tough at first. I was told that if you proceed and it ends up in court, there's a high likelihood it'll go to trial, you'll be cross-examined, and the process can end up being more traumatic than it's worth. But what gave me a lot of strength was detaching myself from the assault. I had done nothing wrong. I am not responsible for what happened. It does not define me or change who I am. It just happened to be something awful that happened to me. And I didn't want it to happen to anybody else, so I wanted to see it through. What gave me even more strength was my incredible family, friends and colleagues who made me feel seen and believed. My work friends quickly noticed I was missing and so two days later through more tears I gathered 10 of them to explain why I'd been given two weeks off work. I still recall walking into the office to grab my bag and feeling super anxious like everyone was watching me and as though everybody knew. I collected my stuff to go and interview a guy from Tennis Australia for sports grad at the time. And I didn't want to cancel him, but I felt super weird the whole time trying to give a fake answer to when he would ask me, how's your week been? The process of reporting the assault and receiving support has literally been life-changing. Seeing a psychologist has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And in a strange way, I got introduced to therapy right when the rest of my life needed it most. My parents divorced, COVID, redundancy, breakups, and the stress of starting a business all followed. Four years of regular appointments have helped me become a much happier and stronger person. 
However, even as my life started to turn around, for four years there was still the lingering grey cloud of the ongoing case. Over the years, the trauma affected me in many strange ways and I found it hard to trust people after experiencing the worst of someone. Coupled with the ongoing delays of the investigation and court dates, it's been frustrating to live with this unresolved issue and not be able to do anything about it. The days leading up to the trial were an absolute roller coaster. I was most anxious about all the unknowns. What would it be like in court? What would the cross-examiner be like? What would seeing him be like? Anxiousness in between bouts of overconfidence where I'd try to pump myself up and remind myself why I was here. I got on the witness stand and share what happened confidently. And then as soon as the judge said, okay, Ruben, you can go, a massive smile swept across my face and I felt a sense of pride beyond anything else I'd experienced before. To know that I had done everything I could was almost enough. The continued support of Cricket Australia has made a world of difference. The way they helped me understand what to do first, supported me to get therapy and never doubted me for a second gave me confidence at every stage. There's no way I would have made it to the end without the many people involved over the years and I hate to think how things might be different if I was working anywhere else. I can't explain how much of a relief this result is. The system stacks the odds against victims of sexual assault. I came forward out of fear of what unresolved trauma could do to me, but many people don't report due to a traumatic process and the unlikelihood of conviction. As I said, I feel funny about sharing because so many people don't receive their justice and I know how lucky I am. But justice can exist, support can exist, closure can exist, and people do believe you. I believe you. What's most important is doing what's right for you. I hope my experience helps anyone take the steps they feel necessary to get their peace. Four years ago, my power was taken from me and I lost all confidence. No longer do I have to hide or pretend to avoid awkward situations. And speaking freely feels like the final piece in the puzzle to reclaim myself. I can't wait to get on with my life feeling a thousand kilos lighter. Finally, my life's work has been to help people get jobs in sport, yet this terrible thing happened in my job in sport. Sport is a world-changing vehicle that only deserves the best people inside, and this experience has given me new meaning to helping fill the sports industry with excellent humans. Wow. What a statement, mate. Um, look... It's, uh, I think, first of all, um, just want to say how, I guess, like, proud I am as your, as your mate to see how you've, I guess, gone through this four-year period. Um, I think it has been incredibly hard, uh, you know, as a, as a friend to see you sort of go through this period of time where, you know, in some occasions, you don't know when the end is in sight. You know, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for a result of something. And that pain that's probably constantly going through you is just consistently there, sort of week to week, month to month. Um, so that has been incredibly hard. But it, it's made me, I guess, just super, super proud and sort of appreciative of, of you and just how you have conducted yourself over the last four years to be able to do what you've done with what you said there, that, that gray cloud, like it's, it's simply astonishing to be honest with you. And uh, I honestly, I don't know how, like, 
honestly don't know how you, you've done that. Like you, you, it's very, I feel like it could have been very easy for you to just go and, you know, stumble and, and not do the things that you wanted to do because you've been affected by it, but you've, you've gone the complete opposite way, which is just incredible. Um, and I've had a lot of people sort of message me and, and, and when I've spoken to them the last few days, just sort of say, how on earth has, has Rude done that, you know, like to, to go through that process and be where you are now. So just want to say how, yeah, how proud I am of you. And, um, you know, it's just incredible to, to see what you've done. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about like what it, what it's been like to be a friend through that period. And I guess like it's been super hard sort of having to, um, I guess not know sort of how, how much support is too much and how much support is too little. And, you know, from my point of view, I was always sort of, I just wanted to be there no matter what, when you needed and not sort of push, push you to sort of tell me how you feel and things like that. So I think that's probably the hardest thing. You know, if, if I look back on it, it's like, I wish I could do more and I wish I could, you know, change things for you and make you feel better, but you don't, you don't want to sort of push it too hard. And I guess that was always a, um, a challenge for me to, to sort of see how, how you, how you are knowing that it's, it's still going, it's always on your mind. So, um, I guess that was probably the, one of the biggest challenges for me, sort of just seeing, seeing you go through it and not knowing how much is too much and how much is too little. Um, but you know, I think overall, you know, when I look back on the last four years, it's kind of been, um, just a sense of, I guess, just how, like, I, I feel very, very lucky that I was one who knew about this and kind of have been on that journey with you. Um, because, you know, it, it's just, it's a privilege really to have that sort of knowledge and understanding of how, how you are and how you're feeling and, and whatnot and, and be a part of the process because all you want to do when you've got situations of hardship like this is just help the person and knowing that, you know, my mate has gone through this and I've been able to be part of that in, in some way and hopefully support you in the best way that I possibly can um, is, a, is an absolute privilege. So, um yeah, I feel I'm kind of emotional <laughs> talking about it, to be honest. Like, I just feel lucky. Um, and I didn't like, you know, I, I remember when we got the result on, on Friday, when you sort of said, like, come and say hi, and we, we got the win. Like, I was, I literally just was so filled with, with joy. I was like, I was shaking. It was like, I was, um, it was just an overwhelming sense of joy, just knowing that that, that chapter is soon to soon to shut for you and you can just kind of progress and, and do do your life now and just do you um which is super super amazing to to hear so um yeah that's kind of what i wanted to say just how yeah how lucky i feel and uh ho yeah I, I just hope um during that four-year period that me and, and others that that did know um and were supporting you um you know, we, we all feel very, very lucky that we were able to do so. And the fact that you're now in a better place makes us, um, ma makes us, you know, 
be absolutely filled with with joy and, and happiness. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I what I wanted to share. Thank you, mate. And to answer your question, how did you go about your life and keep doing all the things that you were doing? The reason why I was able to still live my life was because of people like yourself and other friends and other family who I had that support from. At no point did anyone ever kind of question me. Everyone was very supportive and, you know, I'm here for a chat. If you need anything, like, just let me know. And so I never felt like I was alone on this journey as well. And um, one other thing that I shared on on Friday at the Melbourne Meetup and uh, on LinkedIn the other day was that even though no one in the sports grad community or broader audience knew, I still felt the support of everybody who listens to the podcast, everyone who subscribes to our newsletter, who follows online or is a member of the community. And knowing that... Um, that audience of people was was right behind me just gave me so much strength to to go go with it as well um on top of that there was there was also something in me that kind of said well i don't want this single incident to define my life or tell me which way you have to go like i don't want it to say you've been assaulted you now have to lose all your confidence you now have to roll up in a ball and you now have to just stay there like i didn't want this guy to put my life in the corner like that and though so there was a bit of like you know sticking it to the situation that I kind of wanted to show how far I could go the opposite way and that gave me a lot of fuel to 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 do what I'm doing um but like you've been super supportive my family's been super supportive friends have been super supportive um it like um like knowing who to tell has been um, uh, a difficult one because um, because uh, like you you want your closest friends to know, but you also don't want to keep repeating the same story over and over again. And so, like I, w- when I first told my friends about it, um, that they, they were fantastic, but it took me two or three weeks to tell my parents. Like I told my two friends the next day. Mm. I told Cricket Australia on Monday. Um, I told 10 work friends in like the few days after that. It wasn't until the report was going on and it wasn't until I was going to see therapy that I actually felt comfortable going to see, going to tell my parents that, hey, this has happened because I was so worried about upsetting them and the effect it might have on them too. And, um, and even further to that, like I didn't tell some of my siblings until like years later. And that's not a reflection on the relationship I have with them. It was just like, I just, I know, I feel like the time's not right or, you know, I can't really be bothered going out of my way to sit them down and say, hey, here's something I really need you to know. Um, so like the people who knew and the people who didn't know, that isn't because I'm closer to some people than others it was just you know it was just up to me to who I wanted to tell it with so um um which is like a it's a funny thing to to know who do you share it with and and who do you not but really it's just like okay I feel like I've told enough people I just just don't want to keep talking about anymore even though like some of my closest men some of my closest friends didn't know 
And I was like, you know, I just, I just don't want to have this conversation. Still love my friends. It's still yep. fantastic. I just didn't want to have that conversation. And I thought when the time's right, they'll, it will happen. Yeah. No, it's fair enough. And I think no one, no one can ever blame you for that either. Like, mm. you know, as soon as, you know, you, you tell a few and it, it keeps going, 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 all of a sudden it snowballs and you're right. You're probably going to have 40 people checking in on you all the time. And that conversation just keeps happening. So absolutely everyone under, would understand like your, your position. So I don't think anybody can, um, can be unhappy about that in any way. Everyone understands completely. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. So now, uh, we are recording this from two different countries. Uh, where are you at the moment? I, I can sense the tropical climate over <laughs> the screen, uh, which is incredible. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweating right now because I'm in Bali. <laughs> So we've had to turn the aircon off. <laughs> yeah, I know we've had to turn the aircon off for the, for the sound quality, but uh, I'm um, perspirating as a result of it. But <laughs> I'm in Bali right now. I'm on the start of um, six months working and travelling, which is something I had in mind from the very beginning of of sports grad. I wanted to build it up in a way that allowed you to do it remotely, and um, yeah, this is a, the start of a, a six month adventure, which because of the case got pushed back a month and a half i was meant to leave on like you know the 20th of april and then the court date got set for the first of may so i had to push it back and then the verdict got pushed back to the first of june so i had to push it back again and um and so a lot of people have been saying oh well this is great timing that you know the uh the verdict has been announced and then right before you go overseas well i've just kept pushing it back until it was going to be done like (laughs) i always wanted to be in australia for the case i wanted to be at the trial in person i had the option to do it over zoom but i thought it wouldn't be that i felt like i would get the most closure from going into the courtroom myself and personally delivering my evidence and uh also being around family and friends for when the verdict was delivered and um that's been the best decision ever but the other thing that i've wanted to do for four years literally i reckon after probably a month after the incident happened in 2019, I knew straight away that at some point I want to share this because, because, um, because I did get so much help immediately and started to get back on track really quickly. Um, I thought that what was around me perhaps would show someone else that, you know, support is out there and you can start to take steps in the right direction. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I've had four years to kind of wait and sit on this to, to say something and I'm, and I didn't want to d- wait a day longer. I didn't want to carry this with me going overseas. I kind of wanted to get the verdict, get it out there, let it be known and then go overseas having put it to bed and be ready to finally move on. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, you feel over the moon, right? Like I, we were chatting the other day about the, the number of... Uh... You know, just just the weight that must be off your shoulder. Like, how does that feel? Oh, it was incredible. So we got the verdict on Thursday last week, and and there was like a four or five hour period between getting the verdict and sharing it publicly or announcing that I was one of the people behind it. 
and that was a incredible just window of bliss and then um put out a post online and that's when the messages started coming flooding in and then at about 11 p.m i um i put my phone away and um went for like a two-hour walk and uh was just walking through the world with a very new perspective feeling very light-headed and feeling very good about life i didn't feel like i had too much to worry about anymore as well which was a a unique feeling but um one that's been a long time coming yeah amazing mate now nah, all as i said like we everybody it's it's baffling to see how how well you've you've done over the last four years and um i, I honestly like i feel in a weird way like i feel like I'm lighter as well. Like knowing that like you're, you're in a good place now. Like, like it, it, as I said, when, when that came through, just had this sense of overwhelming, overwhelming happiness, knowing that that is now um, coming to an end. So I think everybody around you is just super, super proud. Um, and it's just incredible to see the response uh, from yourself after this has happened. And, it, you know, being so close to you, it, it's been incredible to see how you've, how you've gone with it. And I just could not be, um, couldn't be happier that you can now do, do you and do life without <laughs> this hanging over your head. So mm. when you, um, you know, when you put out that statement, when you read that out before, um, it's just incredibly, I'm incredibly proud, um, to, to be so close to you. So, um, mm. Well done, mate, and and I'm sure you're feeling that love and warmth from from everybody else who who's close to you and around you and who's sent messages and whatnot. So mm. you should be um you should be super proud. Thank you, mate. Uh, I might just share one other thing because when I first told a group of friends at Cricket Australia a few days after it, I gathered them t- ten people around this cafe and said, "Hey, this is what's happened," and um. That became a moment in time that I lent on many, many times after that when I needed something relative to compare a difficult situation to. For example, like I might have to present in a meeting or I have to, you know, do something at work where I was doubting myself, but then I would draw myself back to that moment and think and say, well, Ruben, you gathered 10 people in a cafe and you told them that you were sexually assaulted. That takes a bit of guts so this meeting should be easy in comparison (laughs) and um i was very nervous about posting online i knew i was something i wanted to do but i was nervous hitting send um i was even more nervous about getting up in front of uh the melbourne meetup on friday night and, and saying to a room full of people that hey this is this has happened because you know you can't hide behind your phone or your your laptop they're they're Mm. staring you right in the face and um And I'm just very grateful to everyone who was supportive that night because that's kind of given me a new benchmark to, to lean on in the future. When a difficult situation comes up, I can kind of refer back to that moment and think, well, Ruben, you're able to get up in front of 160 people and and share a traumatic experience with them. Whatever you're dealing with, with business, work, life, whatever, probably Mm -hmm. isn't that tough in comparison. Yeah. Now I know why he's so good at, uh, you know, public speaking and presentations because you, 
there's nothing that's harder than what you've done already. You know, it's it's a piece of piss <laughs> now for you. So. It does give you a lot it's of perspective. I say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, um, let's wrap this up. Thanks for having the chat, and thank you for being an awesome friend. No, it's a privilege, mate. Good on you.